0: Hi, I'm Naomi Wadler, and you're listening to Now This Kids, a podcast presented by Cheerios. We all know that there are things we need to survive, and food is one of them. But all Americans do not have the same access to food, and today we're going to talk about just that, food accessibility. Here are three things you should know. Rice is one of the most important crops in the world. It is a popular dish enjoyed by people all around the globe. In fact, rice is the staple dish of more than half of the world's population. Where there's food, there's community. The two have always been linked, and food often brings people together and breaks cultural and generational barriers with the sharing of recipes. Do you remember a recipe that your family or friends taught you? Foods and spices that we may now consider to be common, like black pepper, used to be very valuable. In the Middle Ages, black pepper was actually considered a luxury. It was so expensive that it was sometimes used to pay for houses. Are you hungry right now? Thinking of heading to the fridge for a PB&J or busting open a bag of chips? But what if you went to the pantry and nothing was there? Many kids and families don't have access to the food they need to grow and be healthy, and the coronavirus has only made that more difficult. This week on Now This Kids, we're going to learn about food accessibility and how you can help people who are hungry. Some people don't have to think about where their next meal will come from, but there are millions of people around the world who don't have enough to eat or any idea how they'll afford their next meal. Maybe there aren't any grocery stores in their neighborhoods, or maybe their parents are struggling to make ends meet. That uncertainty is called food insecurity, and it's becoming way too common. So where do they turn? Luckily, activists and volunteers in communities like yours are doing everything they can to make sure that no kid goes hungry. Today, we're talking to Gabe, Riley, and Jackson Silverman. When Jackson was seven and Gabe and Riley were just five years old, They founded iHeart Hungry Kids, an organization devoted to ending childhood hunger. We talked to the Silvermans about their mission, how they formed a charity from grade school, and how we can help each other beat hunger.
1: My name is Tiffany Silverman, and I am part of the family who runs iHeart Hungry Kids, and together we can.
2: Uh, My name is Jackson Silverman, and I am 15 years old. My name is Riley Silverman, and I am
3: 13 years old.
2: Um, my name is Gabe
3: Silverman and I'm 13. John Silverman, I'm the executive director of I Heart Hungry Kids. When I learned that there were one in four kids go hungry every weekend
2: in Charleston County, that's 16,000 kids, which is a huge number. And our work has been trying to help lower that number.
1: No matter what age we are, hunger is something that everybody understands on a very visceral level. You open up the refrigerator door and there's nothing in there. We all know what that feels like. So to be able to have such a direct hungry belly, full belly satisfaction is just, it's a wonderful feeling for us as a family.
3: Jackson came to me and said, I want to sell t-shirts and use the proceeds to help hungry kids." And I was like, that's a model we can work with. And, and we drew out a shirt that's our logo, kind of like the I Heart New York shirt, but I Heart Hungry Kids. And we started to sell those shirts to raise money in conjunction with these packing parties. Packing parties are like trick-or-treating where you walk down the line, put food
2: in your bag, but the next person that opens that bag will be a kid that needs it. When COVID hit, It was not safe to put 250 kids and their parents in a space to pack bags. So that's when Gabe came up with another solution. The moment I realized how bad our community needed the food during coronavirus was when I went to one of our partners, and all I saw were their empty shelves. We ended up filling them up all the way to the top. And when we left, I had a full heart and I was very proud. So far, we have raised 15,000 pounds and delivered those pounds to local organizations in need.
0: I Heart Hungry Kids has provided food for so many people through their packing parties and the initiatives they've adapted since the pandemic began. But that's not all they're doing. They're also enabling others to take action in their own communities.
2: My favorite fundraiser was with our school lunch debt initiative called Catch Up on Lunch, where we raise money, usually through spirit nights or some other type of fundraiser to help pay off school lunch debt at schools.
3: Uh, We've certainly raised awareness of both kid hunger and the concept of kid volunteerism. We've definitely raised that profile uh, both uh, locally and nationally. What we've done is paired our experience with technology and built something that anybody can go and do on their schedule themselves with our support. We tried it out locally, and it's worked out really well. What people can do is they can go to fooddrives.org. They uh, sign up. They can watch videos where we'll walk them through the best ways to do neighborhood and community food drives. We work with them to identify a local small organization that could use that type of food aid. And then we work with them through the process and really guide them through. So they're doing it in the right way. They're doing it in a socially distanced way.
1: The best way to get started is to get started. It doesn't have to be something giant in order to make a difference. Listen to what your kids' interests are and help them to think about these greater issues. Whether they love to go to the beach and they start to see trash or they love animals and they think about strays. What matters to your kids and how can they help them make the world a better place for that issue? Hunger is our family issue. We all love to eat. Mm -hmm. And so, right, food is love. And so for us, we've always done food drives as a family and it's just evolved over the years so that food is love
2: is our way of sharing that love with our community knowing that every kid isn't fully fed makes me feel sad inside and also makes me have another passion to make sure that one day kids will have enough to eat every single one of them You have to try out a few things and find something you're really passionate about. And once you find that thing that you're passionate about, go for it. Go through any obstacle you can and just try and make it happen. Because once you get the beginnings, you just don't stop. You just keep on going. Find your spark and follow it.
4: The reason it's so important to support programs like I Heart Hungry Kids is because food access is essential to physical and mental growth. Sometimes unexpected things happen that make it hard to find or afford enough food for your family. For example, the spread of the coronavirus has left a lot of parents unable to work right now, which means they might have less money to buy food. Also, there are a lot of kids who depend on free or discounted school lunches for healthy meals, but the current school closures make those meals harder to come by. Some people don't even have access to grocery stores depending on the neighborhoods they live in. And now finding stocked shelves in the few stores they do have has become a struggle. Food insecurity affects 41% of parents with kids under the age of 13. And in the coming year, we could see as many as 18 million children without enough food. Programs that work to increase food accessibility are important because kids should be focused on their dreams, not the burden of whether they'll eat today. That's why we all need to do our part to make sure there's plenty of food to go around. Next up, it's time to learn about how good goes round. Our partners at Cheerios know that raising good kids is such an important job. That's why we're offering some tips to help parents like you harness the power of positivity so you and your family can spread the good to those around you. There are lots of
0: ways to volunteer directly at food banks and other organizations devoted to fighting hunger. Websites like feedingamerica.org are a great place to start when looking for info on how you can help your own community. There are also ways to fight hunger without even leaving your own home. Think about how much of your lunch or dinner winds up in the garbage. You might not realize
4: it, but believe me, it's a lot. That's right, Naomi. Every year, 72 billion pounds of perfectly good food goes to waste instead of feeding people who really need it. So what can you do? Make the most of the food you already have. Try not to buy more than you need and get creative with ingredients you find in your fridge or pantry. If you make more than you can eat, don't throw it out. Make a plan for your leftovers. Extra produce can make a great smoothie. Turn last night's dinner into tomorrow's lunch. And sharing with friends or neighbors is a kind, smart way to cut back on waste.
0: Exactly. Not wasting food is good for the environment, good for your wallet, and more importantly, good for the people experiencing food insecurity. If we can cut our own food waste by just 15%, we could feed 25 million more people. We can help make our food go further by being smart about our eating choices and doing what we can to make food more widely available for everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Now This Kids, presented by Cheerios and produced in collaboration with Edit Audio. How did you cut back on waste or make food accessible to another kid? We want to hear from you. Send us an email at kids at now this If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.